Welcome, everybody, to episode 19 of the Near Mint Hockey Card Podcast. I am Ryan, and I have Aaron here with me again today. Hello, Aaron. Hey, how are you doing? Pretty, pretty great. Hockey has been Good. buzzing along, even though COVID has been putting a little bit of a thorn in our sides as far as players and teams getting put to the sidelines. Yeah, so episode 19 today, we're going to honor Joe Sackick and Stevie Y, number 19s, obviously part of that great rivalry, um, you know, top 100 NHL players of all time, and both of them... Who's better? Who's better? Who's better? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I have a feeling that you're going to lean one way due to your Colorado love, but I, I think I would go with Stevie Y solely because of what he's done in the last few years in his management position, building the Lightning, and now hopefully building a Detroit team that doesn't suck. And and what if Colorado wins the Stanley Cup this year or next year and Joe Sackick sort of done the exact same thing? Well, then, then, then where are we at? I mean, I, I actually, I always have this conversation with a, a buddy of mine who's a Detroit fan, and, and I'm sort of indifferent, like... I, I had a small gap that I didn't watch a heck of a lot. I, I did watch Joe, and I've definitely seen a lot more of him and watched all the playoffs and that stuff. But I, I'm actually – I like to think I'm like this in life in general. Like, I'm a little bit indifferent. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know enough to say who is better. Obvious, obviously, Joe, sure. But I'm not – yeah, you're not going to get argument out of me. I don't think you can really go wrong. They're both beautiful both legends and both still doing it. So I, I don't think you can even say yet. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> have I ever, have I told, I, I have, this is like the only opportunity. So a Joe Sackett story, sort of hilarious. I was in, in the city here. I, I live in Winnipeg and this was, Oh God, I was probably, I, well, I was driving. So it was, I was probably 19 to 21 years old. So you're almost 20 years ago. I, was driving down a street that I don't usually drive down in, in Winnipeg. It's Henderson, if anyone's familiar with Winnipeg. Anyway, sort of a mainish route. And I stopped at Sev for whatever I needed at Sev. And I walk in there, and coming out the door, walking straight towards me, is Joe Sackick. And I open the door to 7-Eleven, and I go, Joe Sackick? <laughs> and he sort of gives me, like, a smirk and a smile and walks by, and I'm totally flustered, like, this isn't like the best neighborhood. It's not a bad neighborhood, but it's the middle of sort of nowhere-ish. And uh, yeah, I, I I didn't even know what to do. I sort of walked in the store, just kept walking by, and I didn't we didn't you know keep going or anything. But I was like, what the hell just happened? That's that's crazy. And turns out his kid was here for it was either a hockey tournament or a hockey camp. I came to find out after, but yeah, I uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. That's awesome. I love uh, stories of just like running into famous nhlers i also ran into mike babcock one time on the streets of toronto and he's just out for like a, a jog in his sweats and i just <laughs> i just gave him like a little nod and he gives the nod back I, like i didn't want to interrupt him but cool. yeah it's it's kind of fun seeing the guys out of their element let's call it for sure i i mean when they're you know these guys are legends and you know people we watch on tv it's it, it's really hard to keep in mind that they're actually like alive, even though you never, <laughs> never have a relationship with them or whatever. Like Michael Jordan is a real person. And LeBron and, and Mario and Wayne and, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just focus on that. Well, and, forget that. and we talk so much about them 
from like the hockey card perspective is just like their photo on a piece of cardboard like as if right. as if they don't even play hockey in some ways uh yeah so yeah it's kind of cool to see the real live side of it um yeah before we get into today's show, I just wanted to mention off the top, we've got a fancy new Discord server for all the Near Mint Hockey Card fans. So if you're not a part of that, join it. We've got lots of channels for things like PSA, grading, investments, you name it. Um, some really great conversations going on in there. So find the links in the show notes or the links are everywhere. You know how to do that. Um, come join us in chat hockey cards. Yeah, definitely. It's we're getting more people all the time, um, and it's it's fun. It's it's good to get lots of people's perspectives because there's certainly you know people think about different things differently. And I mean, yeah, it's good to get perspective and hear other people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great to build a little community of of hockey card nuts. Um, we were discussing earlier this week the PSA submissions that Elon and I got back. Uh, we right. we sent in a lot of cards, but what we got back were the cards that cost us fifty bucks a pop. The more expensive cards, the ones that are worth over two fifty ish Canadian, you have to pay a bit extra um, for whatever reason. Uh, and we so we got seven back. We did a nice live opening that you can check out on our Instagram uh, page. And, uh, you know, mixed results, mixed results. But from my perspective, uh, it was pretty cool to get back a 10 in the Leon dry sidle. I wanted to call him Neon Leon because that's what I call him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that's a really, really cool card. I've mentioned this one on on the cast before, but his Young Guns canvas is beautiful and uh i paid 250 for this thing before it got graded and graded it's worth north of a thousand so beautiful yeah you did you did well on that and that card is is super nice yeah i'm not so lucky being a mckinnon fan his canvas is a little bit both his canvas and his young gun are a little bit nasty not as impressive but that not never mind like being an icon and one of the best players in the game like the just, just beautiful. in general, a great picture. You know, I, I would put that up there closer to the Kachuk. And I showed a picture in the Discord, but there's just a UD canvas Crosby that I think is sort of cool. And uh, yeah, there's a couple, but that's beautiful. And it's got a 10. So that's awesome. Doesn't get much better than that, except for the other stud in Edmonton. These guys are off to some crazy stats to begin the season. And that was the PSA 9 McDavid that I got back. And uh, you're thinking 9, like whatever, no big deal. But this is the one that I hand-pulled from a pack, so there's like a little special place uh, in my hockey card history for it. And uh, yeah, I didn't really expect to get a 9, actually. We, We showed some really detailed pictures in the Discord, and I was a little surprised, so in a positive way. So uh, yeah, that was a that was a beauty return. Also, I, I spent some good time looking at those pictures the other night too. I know I'd fired a message out, and turned out you were actually up. It was it was really late, but I, I looked at those pictures really good. And, and the more I think about it, and in line with the cards that I've looked at, like I, I know what those would look like when you actually hold the card to see it. And you're not going to see a lot of that other than maybe the top left, I think was the corner that, that was more noticeable. Yeah. But other than that, like the, the, there's a little bit of side chipping uh, 
edge wear, but like you're not going to see that with your eye. Sure. You know, I, I zoomed in on the original and zoomed right in and you could just see that there was some some chip from the edge. But I mean, I think the nine totally makes sense for for that card. But I mean, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's better than my my Connor for sure. So I think nine's going to be the top of the Connor I sent it. Yeah, it's pretty pretty sweet. And the and I mean, before I get to my last one that I'm really pleased about, we also had some not so great not so great grades we had a few nines we had an ovechkin that came back a six which i i've inspected it uh i need more perspectives on it but i was shocked we got a six on that ovechkin yeah that one uh that one i don't i don't know um it (laughs) there's got to be something there like the the centering i don't recall off the top of my head but it's almost like to get that grade there has to be like a stain or some or a scratch or like I don't I don't know. Yeah, the, but that's that's a really insane number. There's definitely something we missed, uh, unless they just really missed the ball on that one. But it's it's an interesting experience at the very least getting these back. Um, I have had the thought of sending that to Beckett and see like how it breaks down, to, so we could just like find out once and for all why it was a six. Of course, that costs more money, but I think it'd be right. kind of fun as an experiment. And the last, I, the last card I wanted to talk about was my Besser Future Watch Auto Inscripted that I got back. This is a PSA 9, and it's just... I was hoping for a 10, but I kind of expected a 9, so not, like, upset about a 9 for sure. But uh, it's just, it, you know, it's a 150 card, and it's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Um, like not all cards are tens, right? And we chatted in the Discord a little bit. Long story short, you know, there may be some opportunity with PSA nines as well. Now, I was the same way. Like I, on my shelf over here, I have it's all. I mean, you want tens, right? So I bought tens. But in, in terms of maybe investment or future opportunities, like there, there certainly can be opportunities in PSA nines. We don't have to get into the details or anything, but. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking at them a little bit differently is, is ultimately what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Definitely for the Connor, like that card as a PSA nine is still worth, uh, anywhere from 1300 to $1,500. They vary a lot because PSA nine yeah. is kind of really whatever someone will pay for it right now, but it's still a valuable card and at, like at least double what his raw is going for. So it's not invaluable i think that holds true more for the high-end cards because you know if someone can't spend thirty five hundred four thousand dollars whatever it is for psa 10 mcdavid uh they go to the nine yeah and you know the these cards that are ungraded like it's protected now right it's encapsulated it's it's not getting damaged i mean outside of taking a hammer to it (laughs) it's pretty well protected so you know, you keep passing that Connor, selling it from person to person. And ultimately, people are pulling it out of the sleeve. They're having a look at it. They want to do what I did, looking at it under the light, maybe give it a light wipe just to get the dust off before I put it in the final sleeve. But each person that that hits, Lord knows how many, you know, people they hit before they get to PSA. You know, it, it sort of stopped right there. That can't happen anymore. And uh, so... Yeah, it's 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 a nine and it's valuable and it's it's great. I hope I get a nine. I'll I'll be very happy if that Connor's a nine. 
that I get back. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Um, before we get to the topic of our show, I should also say that you've got some great instructional videos and you've got one on PSA where you talk about just prepping things for going to PSA, right? Yeah. You know, I, I've looked at a lot of cards. I have a bunch of PSA 10s here that I can compare to. Uh, I, I need some more PSA 9s, actually, so that I have a good baseline. But I, I do see commonality in terms of some things that they'll allow for in terms of chipping on the edges, how much corner. So, yeah, I, I have video just basically telling what I do and what I look for. A lot of my cards I'm being super careful with. Meaning, you know, if it's, I'm not allowing for very much, like the cards that I'm sending in are, are really clean, but yeah, definitely check out the videos and I'd love to hear some comments and see if anyone else has experiences or, you know, whatever they have to offer. It's, it's all great. And, and yeah, so, so check me out. That's on Lapper, uh, Lapper flips. If you look up Lapper LAPP3R30, you'll find me on on youtube yeah I'll, I'll add that to the show notes as well so people sure. can easily click a link okay so we've talked a lot about psa but what we're here to talk about today is com c so we're gonna go through what is com c how does it work um some tips and tricks kind of some strategies it's gonna be a lot of fun and yeah, I know Aaron has been really into it recently, so I'm kind of looking to you a little bit more as our expert because I've I've only dabbled so far. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun marketplace. Um, before we even get started, do you even know what Comp C stands for? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. I do know what Comp C stands for. Yes. All right. Why don't you tell us? Do you do you want me to tell you? Comp C stands for check out my cards. Beauty, beauty. Um, yeah, so I never knew that. I looked it up and I was like, why is this thing even com C? This is such a weird, I don't know, four letters, right? Right. Yeah, so it's a fun little fact to start off the show. But basically what Check Out My Cards or what everyone refers it to is com C is, is it's a consignment shop or, or a marketplace. And they've got millions and millions of cards uh it started out as primarily baseball they still kind of say baseball is their focus but there are a lot of hockey cards on there there's other collectibles and uh yeah it's basically what a, what a consignment shop means is is some people have cards there stored there that they're selling and then people can buy them uh from com c so com c is like the middleman yeah they're a holder of over $23 million cards where you have the opportunity to buy, sell, trade, flip, do all these things. And they basically facilitate all the transactions, you know, and then um, you don't have to touch a card. Some people like that, some don't, um, but you can always have those cards shipped to you. You purchase them, they're yours, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you can buy, sell, trade, as you said. I want to I want to cover a little bit about what it's like to be a buyer or a seller on yeah, ComC. I, I, I should just make sure if I said trade, that was an error. I, I think there's actually an opportunity there. I, I don't know why they don't have trading, but you cannot trade cards there just right. so that someone doesn't think, you know, oh, how do you trade? I want to, you, you can't trade, I'm sorry. You, you can buy and sell. You're right. I think the reason we think trade is they have an affiliation with EPAC, Upper Deck EPAC, where you can trade cards. So in a way you can, but you're right. On ComC, you can't actually directly trade a card, but maybe that's an opportunity for them. 
I, I certainly think that it is. I was thinking about that as we were prepping for the show, and and I, I think there is. Maybe they do leave that to EPAC and, and let the trades happen over there. But, you know, we'd sort of talked in Discord, too. It would be really neat if you could reverse your cards and go from from Com C to EPAC. Now, logistically, it gets really difficult. In theory, it's really simple. But I, I understand the problems with doing that. But it would be really neat if you could move your cards from Com C back onto EPAC and do some trades and, and what have you. But right now, it, it is strictly a buying and selling platform. Yeah. Okay, so as a buyer... What's like the first thing you have to do when you get there? I guess you, you can browse for cards. You know, there, there's a couple ways to, to purchase cards. So th- the first thing is, is you can do it like any other website where you can throw things in a shopping cart and then go and, you know, pay for the cards. And there you go, you know, easy transaction, done. Uh, the other way and the more common way that, that people typically purchase cards there is by purchasing credit. So the credit is in dollars. It's not in some weird um, currency or, or, you know, com C bucks or anything. It's, it's U.S. dollars. And so you put credits onto the site. And then at that point, you're also able to make purchases and buy cards, you know, relist them and, and do all the good stuff that they have to offer, which we will get into. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. They kind of make you buy store credits. You can think of them as you mentioned something there that I think is important to just mention again is that the entire site is in usd so unlike ebay where like they'll kind of show you canadian prices if you're canadian you need to be looking at usd prices and that can trip you up if you're very used to ebay for sure but okay so you can buy credits but why would you buy credits um one one of the other things that the credits do is it, it allows you to look at histories on the cards so you can see transaction histories of past sales and uh that sort of data so that's that's one of the reasons i think it's that, a that's an important note like they have historical card data and they don't kind of hand that out unless you're a part of uh their system so if you're just a logged out user and buy cards you can buy cards but you know you can go in and see historical sales data as a buyer which is really cool the other thing with credits is if you don't have credits you can't make offers on cards and you should always be making offers on cards same as ebay if you can make an offer and get your card five bucks cheaper you know 100 bucks cheaper if it's a, a big card like why wouldn't you so for whatever reason they don't let you make an offer without any credits it's not like ebay where you can make an offer and then you pay after you need to have that credit in your account and they'll actually take it out of your balance while that offer is like in limbo exactly so so you can't have 100 dollars on com c and go and make 600 dollars worth of offers right if you're making offers the money is basically credited to the other guy until he refuses or we'll call it held in escrow until you know the the seller chooses to accept or decline the offer. So, so that's definitely an important thing. And, and I do have at the end, there's a couple tips I'll go over and I do have a good tip for um, when you are making offers to people. Awesome. Yeah. It's going to be great to see some of the strategies that come out of this, but um, so ComC also has similar to eBay, they have buy now and they have auctions and obviously offers, as we just mentioned I've seen mostly buy now. Do you think there's really like uh, as much of an auction marketplace on Compsy? Well, 
so the auctions are facilitated through eBay, right? Um, you, you can take a card that you have and um, at, for a price, for a small fee, they will put that card onto eBay for you. They, they control all of it. They do it at good times. So your auctions are ending on Thursdays and Sundays, I believe. It's, uh, what is it, a minimum of $3.50, I believe, for them to post an auction. And then a ten and then they take 10% of the sale up to a maximum of $35, I believe is what it is. Um, but regardless, so they facilitate the eBay auction. And, you know, I, I certainly see the, the eBay auctions. I have in my ComC shipment I got yesterday, I got um, a McKinnon, uh, a Nathan McKinnon uh, Prism rookie. And I did that through, I got that through a ComC auction, you know, on eBay. On eBay. Yeah. And the, the good thing about ComC auctions, when you're an eBayer, or, or sorry, I guess you have to be a, a ComCer and an eBayer, is that when there's an auction, it's always going to be that $24 shipping or like a really high shipping dollar. Okay. So if you're looking to buy a $12 card, you're likely not even going to look at the listing that has a $27 uh, shipping amount on it. Of course. But if you're a Com C member, you know, I, I seek out those options because I know the people looking at them is, is going to be a lot smaller. So I watch those auctions because I'm able to move it into my ComC account without paying that $27 shipping. And I can just have my bulk of cards shipped to me after. So there's actually opportunity in those auctions too. If you're up to a $200 card or, or you know, anything that's going to need to be tracked, you know, that, that shipping doesn't turn you away so much, but for lower end auctions, People don't want to buy $30 cards and spend $17 or $21, whatever it is that they have on shipping. So, so there's certainly opportunity, uh, there too. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really hot tip. Like I always see comp C auctions and kind of avoid them because as you say, if yep. you're buying a $2 card, why would you pay $22 ship shipping when someone else is offering $1 shipping or $2 shipping or whatever. So yeah, if you see those ComC auctions on eBay, and you will, if you go on, as you say, at certain times, you'll see like just a bunch of them in a row. Like they just fly in, like they post them all at once. Um, so you'll see them there. Um, they've got like a little ComC logo on the photo always uh, yep. to say that it's from them. Okay, so that's that's really interesting. But obviously you can't buy those cards on ComC as auctions. Um, you have to go over to eBay that that is correct you you just basically link your account so after you if you're to win an auction on ebay and you go into your com c account on the left hand side i don't remember what uh the title of it is but you you can go in there and, and it's just going to pop up in your your com c account and at that point you can pay for it um via com c credit or you can pay for it by credit card and it will be moved right right directly into your account at that point. That's awesome. So yeah, you can actually pay with those credits and, and avoid having to pay directly if you happen to have credits available. Okay, so Wicked, we're getting right. some sweet eBay slash ComC tips. Um, okay, so once you've bought your card, whether you bought it on an auction via eBay or you bought it directly on ComC, or let's say you bought a bunch of cards, then your cards are basically yours. But as opposed to eBay, 
they don't just start coming to you, right? Like they go into your ComC inventory and now you've got this inventory on ComC and you know, maybe you bought 20 cards, you've got 20 cards on ComC, you can decide what you want to do with those cards now, right? So now you could either be just a buyer and say, you know what, send me all these cards for the one low rate of shipping, send them all to my house, I want my cards, whatever. Or you could wait, you could buy some more cards over the next few months, get them all shipped to you for the same price anyways, and kind of build up an order. Or you could become a seller on Comsi. You could just completely never touch the cards, you know, invest in a card by buying it in January, leave it in Comsi, list it again in February or March, whenever that player, like Brock Besser or Tyler Toffoli, loses his mind and scores 10 goals. Um and now you're a seller on Comsi, so you didn't even have to get the cards. No, it, exactly. And like I, I said at the start, you know, some people might like that, some might not. When I first started, I wanted physical cards and I wanted to hold them and touch them and do all that stuff. And yeah. uh, now, like, it's it's not as exciting, especially if I'm buying, let's say I'm buying, uh, you know, Ethan Bear just pops into my head. I bought like 10 or 12 Ethan Bears. Like, I don't need to have 10 or 12 <laughs> Ethan Bears in top loaders here. Like, I'm fine just holding them on Com C, seeing what happens. You know, especially on speculative low-end picks, um, I don't need those cards in hand. I'll be able to do what I need to over there. If the price goes up, you're gonna, that's going to be reflected in the Com C prices. Maybe not as much as eBay. We'll talk more about that as well. Um, but you know, for purchases like that, I like holding those in inventory and just sort of waiting. I don't, I don't need to have those on hand or, or pay, you know, have a cost uh, to have those shipped to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I want to mention again here, there's, there's a relationship between EPAC, Upper Deck EPAC, which is basically where you can go open packs or boxes of cards um, digitally. It's exactly like as if you had the physical product, but you open them digitally. Um, so all the hits you get out of those are physical cards. Now, you can just similarly be like, hey, send me my hits from the packs I opened on on uh, Upper Deck EPAC, or yep. you can send them to ComC. And if you send them to ComC, they go into that same like inventory. So it'll combine whatever you got on EPAC with whatever you bought on ComC. And then you can list them on ComC. Um, so you can just be like opening packs and buy and selling them on ComC. And you don't necessarily have to get them shipped to you every time because the shipping from ComC is expensive if you're doing it for everything you get. Yeah, the, the shipping's expensive from EPAC as well. Um, and yeah, so EPAC right now, uh, this week, I believe it was, um, they just released the 2021 Series 1 Upper Deck came out so everybody's big on epac right now so you're starting to see a real flood of 2021 cards onto com c um and you can purchase the packs there i bought a few i hit a lafreniere young guns canvas so i was pretty pretty happy about that that will be psa bound um but you can purchase the cards there and the physical cards not the base cards base cards are you can combine and get parallels we won't get too much in epac 
but uh, it is really cool and, and I do suggest people check it out. Maybe we can talk about another show. I'd be happy to talk about that too. I'm not as experienced, but anyways, you can send your physical cards over to ComC and now you have the option what you want to do. You can hold them in your inventory. You can have them shipped to yourself. You can hold them until you collect more cards. Um, and that's what happens once it gets to ComC. You, you don't have to move them off of EPAC. A lot of people have really big inventories there. You're able to combine cards and do some different fun things as well. Um, but the, that, that's sort of the relationship between, between EPAC and, and ComC. They're, they're hand in hand. I, I don't know exactly how it works with what, because it seems like, like ComC has the cards that EPAC is yeah. distributing. So it's like, if I go and see that there's no Lafreniere high gloss available on ComC, because they're going to purchase the card, then redistribute it through EPAC. I assume, so if there's no Lafreniere high gloss, does that mean that no Lafreniere high gloss can go through to EPAC? I don't know. These are more <laughs> thinking out loud, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know the full relationship either, but when you look at the photos of the cards on EPAC, it's the same kind of scan that ComC has because ComC actually will take your cards or take the EPAC cards and scan the front and the back in high resolution so you can look at them, see all the details. Um, I think they do a pretty good job. Um, I'm not sure whether I like it more or less than like someone taking their own high-quality photo um, sometimes I find I can get more detail, sometimes not. It kind of depends, but they even let you like tell them that the card scan was not great and they'll redo it. Yeah, I think the, I think in general, I would take a ComC scan over most of the, the eBay pictures that I see. Right. I mean, that can be absolutely comical. Like someone's trying to take a close up of their McDonald, their McDavid rookie card that they're, they have listed at $1,200 raw. <laughs> And all it's just a blur, and yet you can zoom in on the blur. Uh, like I, I, you know, Comsi's pictures I think serve a purpose. And in general, I would say that they're of reasonable enough quality that I'll make a decision. Like I was looking for a Milan Hayduk rookie. Okay, oh. it's an upper deck. I think it's just a base card. I got them here, anyways. They're like seventy-five cents or a buck, or they're they're nothing. But a lot of the quality is really low of the cards. But I was pretty comfortable in looking at the cards on Com C, and you know, I was willing to pay a premium to get a better quality card, right? Versus a lower quality, and and I was comfortable with the pictures that, uh, um, you know, I, I could spot the flaws, especially the corners and and what have you. But a lot of cards. They, are, they aren't too flattering when you take a look at things like OPG Platinum cards that look really cool and like pop and stand out. Like you don't see that. It makes right. it really matte and it makes it look flat. But in, in general, I'd say their pictures serve the purpose. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about ComC as a seller, but I don't think we really covered the fact that you could take, like let's say you bought hundreds of cards on eBay uh, or from Facebook or from your friends or whatever, you acquired a big collection of cards. What you can do is actually ship those to ComC. Uh, and apparently they actually have a warehouse in Canada and in the States, which is pretty cool. And ComC will take all of your cards. 
they will do the scans for you they'll put them into the system and then those cards once they do their processing which admittedly right now due to covid is pretty slow i've heard it's lagged behind i haven't done it but you might be waiting a while similar to kind of everything that's going on in the hockey card world but they process everything for you and then it shows up in your account and all you have to do is set the price and that's it like they they log in they tell tell the system it's a young guns normal uh whatever mckinnon um so all you're really doing is setting how much you want to sell your cards for so it's really like a a very hassle-free system if you just want to get all your cards in one place to sell comp c also insures your cards so if like anything were to happen uh your cards are insured whereas if you keep them in a box at home you need to have insurance or just be kind of risking it for the biscuit as you might say um so there's that like peace of mind added um so it's kind of a really cool service if you're looking for more hassle-free uh selling you also don't have to ship anything whoa yeah i that's one thing that i haven't done is is take well because again I'm, I'm building my own collection and doing my own thing i don't have a stockpile of cards i didn't have i wasn't going to send all my 90s upper deck in there to uh, to be listed so i haven't used that part of the service but you know another um big youtube channel uh those who are familiar like comeback uh card investor like he's done this a few times and and seems to be really successful at it so right. if you're looking to buy lots of cards or, or buy cards in a lot i should say yep. um if you're willing to buy cards in a lot and and send them in you know there's an opportunity there the thing that you have to be wary of is that there's a cost so the, the cheapest cost that they have per card it looks like it says a three-week estimated but it's current year next yeah. to it is 35 cents and that is per listing per card right okay so if you're sending in a bunch of stuff that's only worth 35 cents you know you can be losing money on this deal i i think he had it figured out and anything above you know three to five dollars is sort of the sweet spot where you're okay um paying for them to put them in but you you don't want to be sending a whole bunch of base and um, you know, stuff that doesn't have value. You want to be in the three to, to $5 range and I'm talking Canadian dollars. Yep. Um, but uh, again, I, I don't have an experience in that, but certainly makes sense. You don't want to be paying 20% in a fee for them to list it because who knows if you're going to recoup that cost, typically lower value cards aren't going to have the upside that, you know, a, a 10 or $15 card can have. Um, so, so just, some things to be aware of if it's something you're you're looking to do yeah that makes a lot of sense i think like maybe you could send in a dollar or two dollar card if you uh are betting that that player is going to go up i think it's a little more risky than kind of hanging on to it and obviously on ebay you get all these free listings uh they still obviously take a cut if they sell but ebay only charges you the listing fee of 30 cents after you've listed a lot of cards like 200 if you don't really have much of a an ebay history and even more if you are listing on ebay often so yeah good to know that like don't send your kind of one two dollar just everyday cards into com c i think the one thing we should talk about is uh fees so 
let's say you successfully sell a card, right? So you've sold your card and yay, you know, like you did what you, you set out to do. You got your hundred bucks for your card or whatever it is. Um, what you're going to get is, is ComC credits. Now those credits you can turn around and obviously go buy more cards. Awesome. Um, that's probably what I would suggest you do if that's kind of what you want to continue doing. Obviously, like take your money if you want your money, um, but you can go buy more cards. They also have the ability for you to buy uh, boxes if like you're into boxes. They've got a, an affiliate where you can go get a get a credit and buy boxes of cards, or you can cash it. So you can take your right. money, but when you cash your credits out, this is when they charge you a fee. So it's approximately 10%. It changes a little bit depending on how much you're cashing out. They charge you a fee if it's under $250 American. Um, it differs depending on like how you want your money. If you want PayPal, it's cheaper than if you want like a paper check, for example. I don't know who's dealing in paper checks, but if you want <laughs> that, they, they do it for you. And the other thing to know that isn't really related to selling, but uh, if you bought credits within 30 days, they'll give you the refund without this fee. But if you buy credits and 30 days goes by, you're paying that fee to get your, your credits like reverted to cash, even if you didn't buy anything. Yeah, there, there might be some ways to get that money off, like perhaps purchasing. Like hockey isn't very volatile, so you might be able to just, if, if you have you know, let's say a thousand dollars on there, you can just get a couple of cards that, you know, equal up to about that value you have them shipped out to you. Assuming you're getting a, having a shipment come to your house yep. and then just turn those cards. So there's going to be a bit of a time there, but you know, there, there may be some workarounds if you're a little bit creative or maybe you buy a slabbed, uh, a slab product to do that. One of the things I guess with selling that we didn't talk about, which, which is the easiest and, and, and the reason why I think a lot of people go there is you know the flipping side of it yeah so after you purchase a card you know the the first screen that you'll get is what you want to do with the card so you basically have two choices your choices are you can buy the card and just put it in your inventory and and hold it you know i i want to do something with it later the other option that you have right away is to relist the card so there, you know, that's, that's a lot of the opportunity that I've looked at in using it. So if I see a card, you know, let's say there's 30 of the, the particular card and one of them is at $6 and all the other ones are at $9, you know, you, you want to see if there's an opportunity where, well, I could buy that $8 or that $6 card and list it for $8 and 75 cents and, you know, two most clicks. I can, you know, and not, I make $2 and 75 cents. No one's getting rich off of it, but it, you know, there's, there's an exploitative opportunity there. So, so that's how I've tried to use it a little bit. I've, I mean, I've used it a lot. I haven't had a lot of success because what I realize is that I think that doing that number one requires um scaling so i think you have to do it with a lot of cards right i don't think you can go in there and spend 100 200 300 and buy a whole pile of cards which is what i did i spent well more than that and put those cards up and just have them turning like it's not the way that it works um 
because the, the volumes of hockey cards just aren't what they are. Actually, more of the success that I've had on there is with basketball. I right. don't know a thing about basketball, but I'll tell you with basketball, the cards move. So I stuck to Kobe and LeBron and I just bought some prism cards that look cool that were base cards. I didn't buy inserts or anything really simple and low end cards, but I, I just wanted to buy some, but the volume of those, the volume moving of those cards is exponentially higher than the volume of hockey cards that you're going to see moving. You know, those might have 600 cards moving a quarter, a decent young gun might have 30, right. You know, moves per quarter. Yeah, I noticed there's probably a lot less hockey cards on there as well um, when you're going through it. Like if you look at, you know, uh, Young Guns High Gloss, for example, or or anything like a little bit more rare, you're not going to find that much uh, in the hockey card land. Even if you're looking at like Young Guns Canvas, you can kind of page through all the ones available. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to flipping, like there's definitely some opportunity there, but maybe it's not as, as big an opportunity. Um, but let me like, just so we're clear, if I buy a card for 10 bucks and then I sell it, flip it for 15, do I get five bucks or is there any like fees associated with that? Yeah, I know you'll have the fee on there of the 10%. So 15 bucks, we'll call it a buck 50. So you're, you're net $3 and 50 cents. Cause you're, they're not, they're they're taking the 10% off the total transaction. They're not taking the 10% off the $5 that you made from the 10 to the right. the 15. Yeah. So that's something to be aware of. So it cuts your it cuts your spread a little bit. But again, I <laughs> I'm gonna figure this out. Like I, I've spent a lot of time on there. I I may yeah, I, I, I'm still just just watching. More of the time that I put into was also between I would say I guess I really got into it in about November, like no, November, December, and, and January. Um, I was on there daily, like a lot, like updating my listings daily, updating my pricings, looking at the price of every card and spending like significant time there. Um, but volumes weren't moving either because the hockey season hadn't started. Like the volumes are all coming way up now. Yeah. So I, I think there's there's more here i'm 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 gonna see i gotta that makes sense i gotta gotta look some more but i i know there's opportunity there i just i don't i don't have the answer right now what it is i'll figure it out though i promise (laughs) i look forward to hearing that um but something that i've noticed on com c is that where ebay is like extremely reactive and people adjust their prices quite quickly I've noticed a little bit more of a lag on ComC. So sometimes you can you can see, you know, a card has spiked on eBay and they're now worth, let's call it $15. And if you go over to ComC, you might be able to get a little bit more of a deal because people aren't going into their ComC and updating those cards or they're not um, getting bought up as quickly uh, at those lower prices. So it's, it's worth a check if you're looking to buy something um, kind of as something happens or something you think might be undervalued. Yeah, there, there's a few different ways to use it in that respect. Like sometimes the cards just generally are priced lower. So that I, I find that more in the low end cards, uh, you know, so if you're looking for a card, a young gun that's you're speculating on that's between say two and $6 US, 
like they're not going to move that quickly because you know there's probably 94 of them listed so people aren't going into their listing to update it from three dollars and fifty cents to four dollars and twenty five cents i've actually been on the hunt for some higher end cards um and i did scoop up a couple there and so did other other people saw what was going on and they actually took one that i wanted it was the same card but they bought one before i could click back in anyways but all i'm getting at is that people seem to be a little bit more on it as you get into the higher end card and this was specifically a nick suzuki card so p if you have a nick suzuki card listed you're probably thinking about the price a little bit and if you see movement you're you're not going to wait a couple days and ride it out like you're better off just moving it up a few bucks and then figuring it out after right then then watching it go up 20 percent in a day and and you know it's going to sell and yeah so yeah so so yes and no it it does adjust but it it doesn't you you sort of want to look at ebay versus com c and if i really need a card now like i feel like something's happening i'll look on ebay but you know i mean what are buy it nows we all know that buy it nows are typically listed for about 15 20 percent above and i don't want to sit and wait if there's a limited quantity left on com c and i may not get my price if i send in an offer on ebay so you know what i just you know i do the conversion and, and think about what the shipping's going to be i get that dollar amount and say okay you know what I'm willing to pay a small premium to just have this card right now yep. and, and know that I have it. So they, they can sort of work together. When you're looking at pricing, um, I definitely use, you know, would recommend using some sort of combination of the two platforms. Yeah, I think that's good. I think it's good to look at both and even other platforms. But as you're talking about all this historical data, I think it's important to say that ComC actually has... Uh, historical sales data built in so you can go back and look at all the sales of any particular card uh, over time and see what it's sold for there's a, like a nice little graph now this is like the sales on ComC, so take it with a bit of a grain of salt but it shows you a bit of a trend um, and then built into their product, they give for the buyer, they give like the suggested retail price or they call it SRP. Um, and if you see something listed, uh, it'll, it'll be like in green, if it's like a nice, nice, good price, according to them. Um, and then they also give sellers suggested listing prices. So if you're a seller, they'll tell you, this is what you should list it at. They give like a little bit of a buffer room so that people can make offers. Um, so they're really trying to help you out with like what that card has been worth historically. Now, if you look at eBay, eBay moves really quick, right? So uh, the data on eBay is probably more accurate than on ComC. Um, so you just kind of have to know your prices as well, but I like that they kind of help you and they, they surface all that information to you as a tool that you can use to, to make better decisions. Yeah. The, so I don't, I don't use that data so much for the pricing as I do, uh, strictly the volume mm. to, to see what cards are moving. Like, like here's a perfect example today. I sold a, what is this? This is an SP game used Connor McDavid uh, limited. It's it's a 208. It's a cheap card, but it, it's out of 208. It's a really nice card, which is why I bought it. Um, and the guy bought it off me for six dollars and forty cents. Yeah. Okay. So now I see because I know who the buyer was, right? 
it, it tells me who the buyer was. So he's gone and relisted it for $9, which is, you know, which is exactly what we talked about, which is great. He got it for $6.40. He's relisting it for $9. He's the he's lowest priced card. The problem with that is that in the last three quarters, three of these cards have sold and he's one of them. Right. So, so it, 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 it's great. I hope, I hope he gets his money, but this stuff's important. Like you, you want a card where there's people out there who want that card. This is a really nice card, but you know what? People just don't really care for it. They're not buying it. So it doesn't matter what price you get it for if you can't sell it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so, so the, so the data, the, the volume data is something that I use a lot, uh, a lot more than than the pricing data i would say that's a really key point and you can do similar things on ebay where you look at sold but then you also look at completed and you can see like how many have been listed and not sold versus how many actually sold right and get an idea um but yeah i like that they give you all that information if you find a use for it um it's really sweet what so let me ask you this like what else do you really like about comp c that maybe we haven't covered yet I mean, I, I like the ease of use. I, I like that there's there's a lot of cards on there that I find are really are really hard to find on eBay. So if you go on eBay and you look for any specific card, a lot of the ComC listings are carried over there. So if you go into that particular listing, it might show that they have 12 of them. And then it'll have a drop-down list and it'll have a whole bunch of obscure like numbers, XYG21697, basically the serial number of the the thing. So those are the the cards that are on Com C there. However, they're not all listed on eBay. So Com C, like that Milan Hayduk rookie that I got, like I, I've never seen that before. I looked for it and I actually came across a couple today. But on Com C there were a million of them. Right. You know, I, I could pick through, you know, 40 of this particular card and look for shape of the card and what have you. And on eBay, you know, I, I was lucky to find two listings. Um, so, so the amount of cards that they have in the variations is, is very good. Um, it, it's, it's great that you can make offers people. I, I don't know that they're faster than eBay. I would probably say that eBay is faster in terms of when you make offers, uh, to people for them to respond, but it's where there's problems with the shipping and not being able to get your cards super fast. What they offer is the opposite. And like I said, in a situation where I sort of want a card right now and I don't, I don't feel like I have time because there's a low, qual- a low quantity of that card, it gives me the opportunity that I can just go and just buy it now as long as it's right. at a price that I think is reasonable. Um, so, so it's always there for the sale. And the price is, if, if you want to compare pricing eBay versus ComC, there's a couple different ways to look at that. But if you're if you're comparing buy it now is on eBay specifically to buy it now is on Com C, which is you know the price that they have it listed at, there's no doubt that the buy it now prices on on Com C or the listed prices on Com C are going to be better than the people who you know I, I don't blame them. I list my cards high too. Like I'm not. I'm just saying they're listed at typically uh, a pretty nice premium as opposed to you know. Com C where it's, it's, it's closer to market for the most case. Yeah. Yeah. That I've noticed the yeah. same thing for buy it now is like com C is typically going to be a few bucks cheaper. So if you're a buy it now person, 
it's definitely worth checking out Comp C all the time. Um, one thing that I really liked about Comp C as I was looking through it is when you search for, let's say, Kale McCarr Young Guns, uh, you only really get like one or two returns on that first search, right? You'll get the Young Guns and you'll get the Young Guns canvas. And what they've done right. is they've put every single available Young Guns into that bucket. So you like click through to that card versus when you search Kale McCarr Young Guns on eBay, you get like a bajillion results. There's all these ones you don't care about. You've got to kind of scroll through all this stuff. And so what that does is like, now you can see the lowest price for the card really fast, but you also, if you just put in like, let's say Kale McCarr and then filtered for rookie cards, you can really quickly see like all the different variants of Kale McCarr that are out there and get an idea of like, okay, he's got a Young Guns canvas, high gloss, uh, silver foil, you know, maybe he's got an OPC rookie. It gives you like a really good idea of like what cards you can get for Kale McCarr without seeing like a hundred listings of the same Young Guns because they uh, have the ability to do that because they've got this logging where they can say, okay, this is this card, I'll put it in this bucket. Whereas on eBay, they really don't have that because everyone's making their own listing. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's a great place to go and definitely check out different cards and the variants. Like if you're brand new to the hobby, it's, it's a good place. Even if you don't have any credit on, it's good to have that credit even if you put on $10 just so that you have access to the data. Yeah. And the data that I'm talking about is next to the price of any card once you look at any specific card it'll have the price and right next to it it will have some bars and you click on those bars and that's the data that i'm talking about um but if you're brand new like just browsing around here and sort of looking at the different cards and and getting sort of a feeling for for what's out there and when you click on into any card like again i'm looking at this connor mcdavid so there is a blue auto variant there's a gold jersey variant and i'm looking at the left hand side of the screen any card will have it listed the exact same way it has parallels and grades you know the orange rainbow the base the gold spectrum yada 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 it'll have all the listings there so then you can say okay so that's why i've seen a card that looks like this yeah I'm, i thought it was the same card but it's got different variants and now you know you can wrap your head around um, what you were looking at. So, so a good place to spend some time. Yeah. Yeah. Just to learn about what's, what's in different sets and, and what they offer for sure. Yeah. It's an, I think it's an excellent learning tool, even if you don't ever buy anything. So I, I think like, check yeah. it out and look at all the cards, look up your favorite players, look up the guys you like. Um, and you can really get a good idea of what is available. Um, yeah. Good luck going on there and not buying. Yeah, it. right. Yeah, maybe, so I mean, maybe some people can do that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I wanted I brought this up because uh, I was doing the same thing, right? So I was preparing for this show, actually thinking, okay, I'll go a look at Adam Fox, who I suggested, uh, I think last episode that people should be buying. I was like, let's just go see how much his Young Guns is going for on ComC. I did find some good deals, but what I really found was his silver foil variant, which I wouldn't have found if I looked on eBay because they would have been buried in the heap of regular young guns. 
but they they were they were listed right next to the young guns regular just two photos and it was like okay the silver foil is 40 bucks a piece canadian they're sold out they're sold out now cuz i bought them <laughs> uh, <laughs> um <laughs> sick needles, sick needles. i don't know how i like so this is there's a backstory to this ryan grabbed these up and messaged me and i was so choked i don't know how i didn't see it i had it it was a third uh it was a third card down in my watch list and i had the price next to it and i don't know why i hadn't just bought them at that price but anyways ryan let me know that he scooped them up and, and i was literally like like taken aback i was like Aaron like how how did you miss that and I'm glad Ryan got him good for him if it's that you know what I mean like it's fine it's just like like I I think that you jumped on a real opportunity you know so for those who don't know silver foils typically go for about 5x a young gun the way that you get them is on EPAC you collect young guns so let's say I get five Alexi Lafreniers I can then combine those to a silver foil Alexi Lafreniers and you know so it it has theoretically five times value now sometimes it can be a bit lower sometimes it can be a bit higher depending on the card but but that's how that works so if you're ever looking for a price on like a silver foil that's that's a good way to generally go about gauging a price but but ryan got them and i'm sorry to cut you off i no it's (laughs) i mean it it, it was a good story and i was looking for young guns and the ebay going price was like around 20 bucks so when i saw 40 for silver foils which as you say should be 5x which takes you towards a hundred dollars i i didn't i didn't waste much much time i like immediately bought credits and was like okay this is my this is my in to com c we're starting with these beautiful fox silver foils and since uh you know the guy that was his competition on the power play is never playing another game in new york so it's (laughs) it's even better like we won't get into that because i don't want to get into the controversy but adam fox love him yeah um i i I love him too i I don't even know what to say like like there's there's very few guys who i'm investing in per se like he's one of the guys who i'm very high on him him and kale mccarr specifically for d-man quinn hughes is is very good but i'm just not not quite there i also like adam fox not that i would even compare him him to hughes or um Makar, although I think he's he's really good and plays a similar style to Makar, but it's more about the price. Okay, so like twelve dollars to me for a player of this caliber like doesn't even make sense. And maybe this is just the way the market stays. But I'm telling you, just from doing this all day too, and and like like I, I have time and I'm doing this almost full time right now. People are starting to talk about Adam Fox. I'm hearing it more and more, and it's not me bringing it up in conversation. This is me listening to other people who, you know, I have no involvement with. Um, the price hasn't moved. I mean, I'm looking right now at Com C. I scoop one up for twelve dollars and thirteen cents. You've been able to, you know, you, you can do that for for a while, but people are talking about him, and I'm I'm extremely high on him. He's a great player. We'll see. I mean, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. It's it's not because he's not a good player. That clearly has nothing to do with what's going on here. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so 
we talked about what we like about comp c is there anything that like you're not so high on about comp c like stuff that kind of bugs you or that you don't like about it um a, a little bit i mean most of it i guess would would just be the platform itself so it's a little bit dated you know, it, it would be cool if I had some folders, you know, to store some card, different ways of um, organizing right. cards and categorizing them. Like your watch list is a standard list from A to Z, like top to bottom. You can't reorder it. You can't do these things. Yeah. They do have one line for the notes. So I have a, I have a tip for that after. Um, but just the platform's a little bit stale. But having said that, it's super functional and it's very easy to use. You know, you, you don't, there's nothing hidden here. Um, it's sort of, I, I never use that term either. It is what it is, but it's sort <laughs> of what it is. Like, like you just click and you buy a card and it's, it's simple, but I'm, I'm a little bit more, even though I'm an old man, like <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit more techie and I'd, I'd like it to look cooler. I would yeah. like it to look like star stock or, you know, look something like that, but it, it's super functional. So yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I think along those lines, like my biggest thing is like, I'm on my phone a lot, especially for eBay and you kind of have to be on your computer for comp C like, like you don't have to be, you can do it on your phone, but if they had like an eBay level app, instead of what they have today like it would be next level i think if someone were to come along and have a consignment shop that had a beautiful app like it could really challenge them you know like com c and their affiliation with upper deck has to be among the top opportunity for companies you know i don't know how that would work fundamentally with their affiliation upper deck but like it's the platform is there 23 million cards like that's that's a lot of cards yeah and what you can do with this platform is endless the opportunities are endless it's just a matter of getting someone in there who really wants to innovate spend some money move forward and i i don't think that this is going to look like this in a few years where we're going to see something a lot different whether it's called com c whether it's called something else if it's bought up whatever happens i i think there's huge opportunity here for someone um in the industry and you know yeah figuring this out i i don't know i i see a lot of opportunity here anyways yeah i'm excited to see how things change but okay so comp c today let's get into it like what what's kind of your strategy for using comp c and maybe like also like is it any different than what you do on ebay um, in terms of purchasing cards or, or how I use Com C in general? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, let's say just like you log into Com C, like, what are you doing differently than eBay when you're buying, flipping, selling? I, I usually start at eBay and then revert to Com hmm. C. Um, you know, when, like I said earlier, when I was doing all the flipping, when I was trying to buy cards and, and do these, you know, exploit prices and what have you do the, the flip game, I was on here a lot more, but now I'm, I'm, I'm what I would consider like very targeted on the cards that I'm looking for. So I'll, I'll usually start on eBay and have a look at what's there, you know, get a good gauge of prices and, 
you know, do some work from there. And Com C, I'll go over there again. It's almost like an emergency valve. I'll take a look and say, okay, well, this card is X price. So I'm going to go there and buy it. Um, buy it if I can't get it for that price on, on eBay. But the, the way that I really use Com C, like today, I'll, I'll be putting a video out on my channel too. Or, or as well, I should say, in the next, it may be tonight, it may be tomorrow, it's going to be in the next couple of days, but I did get a ComC shipment. So I do use ComC a lot to stock my eBay store right. or, or my eBay page. It's not a store per se, it's my personal page, but there, there's a lot of opportunity in cards that are relatively inexpensive that may sell for 47 cents on ComC that you can list for you know, anywhere from, you know, three to $8 on eBay. I just sold a card actually as I, I've been listing all day, by the way, that, <laughs> that's what I've been doing is after I got that shipment, I've just been listing and listing because I got 200 cards. And so I probably got about 120, whatever to go through. Um, but I, I did sell a card. So I had a Kaylor Yamamoto. Nice. There, there you go. Edmonton guy. It was a, uh, an OPG Platinum Red Prism. So those are numbered out of 199 And I had bought it for $11, I believe. And I sold it for $26 today. And this is as there I was go. going through listing. Like, yeah, pretty desirable. I mean, the markets come up too. It's not that I, I was of a course. hero. Like, like the whole markets come up. Um, but there's a lot of opportunity in that uh, with, with other cards as well. Just because... Like I said, there's some cards that are on Com C that you just don't see on eBay. And so I'm looking for those those opportunities. The OPG Platinum are a perfect example. There's a million of them on Com C. And there's not many on eBay. If yeah. you want, I, I listed a Kale Makar Red Prism, the same one as the Yamamoto. And it's I was very surprised at the price of that. But you, you, there was one other card on eBay and that eBay listing was a Com C listing. Nice. So, so there's none. There's none of that card. Yeah. Right. Um. So, so that's more the the strategy, or I wouldn't say a strategy, but I use Com C to to list on my on my eBay store. I think a lot of people will take some value from that, and I think that makes a lot of sense because a lot of people buying cards are collectors and they're not necessarily interested in the young guns because you know it's pretty easy to collect the young gun set so maybe they're yamamoto collectors or they're platinum rookie collectors and those cards being numbered and and not as common it makes sense that if you get them on com c and bring them over to ebay those people that aren't looking at com c are going to be like all over them right so no i, I really like that a lot and, and I, I think I'm going to look at a little bit more of the variants. Like I mentioned, you can you can really get like a better idea of like all the cards there are for a Kyler Yamamoto. I don't know why you didn't offer me the Yamamoto card, but like. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I actually, I, I still do have one. I have one on Com C as well, if you would, if you would like it. Um, I mean, I, I will never say no to uh, to at least looking at Oilers cards because, you know, the Oilers are exciting. I'm a big fan, and uh, Yamamoto has looked incredible. I don't know if you saw his one-timer uh, off the feed from Drysidle the other night, but whew. Was that the night they put up like 15 or 15 goals or something? It was one of the two nights they played Ottawa, which was 
very nice because uh, the other teams in the Canadian division haven't been as kind to them as Ottawa was. Um, right. Though it's been fun to watch Ottawa too, because you know Stutzla and Batherson and some of their young guys are really exciting to watch. They just they just aren't. They're, they they remind me a little bit of the Oilers of uh, the early Oilers, where like they had all this really 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 good talent, but it wasn't a it wasn't a team that could ever win. They would just score some good goals. Yeah, I I did not see that. But since you talked about Yamamoto in the off season. Like these are so these I do Ooh, have two. Those are fun. They're, they're cool looking cards. So those like those are OPG Platinum Marky Rook rookie reds. Is that what they're called? Red. Yeah, the red prism they call it. Yes. Nice. So I I got two of those and sold one. Really nice card. Those are cool. Um. So I got one for you if you if you want a Kaylor Yamamoto red. Beauty. I'll give, you, I'll give you the podcast discount. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Uh, okay, we've we've gone on a lot. Comsi is an awesome topic. There's lots to talk about, but you have three Comsi tips that I think would be a great way to finish out our show. And you might have talked about some of them, but let, let's just end it with them anyway. We we gotta we we can't go past without talking about shipping a little bit though. Oh, you're right. That's that's always the question that people have. Yeah, so shipping on ComC, as we said before, is kind of a flat rate, which can be good if you're getting a bunch of cards. But if you're getting one card, it can really suck. If you want your card relatively soon, it can also really suck because it can take months. Even when I I got some cards from EPAC, I think it was a month and a half before I ever saw them. Um, and EPAC uses ComC to ship, so it's a similar kind of situation. So if you want your cards to be able to flip them on eBay or do anything, like you can be waiting two months, more. Sometimes you'll get them quicker. It's really very unpredictable. I think part of that might have to do with the fact that they have different warehouses where your cards might be. Um, they obviously are dealing with in the states where they're mostly based uh the shipping industry is completely bogged down like if you've sent anything to the states recently or bought anything from the states you know it's taking an absurd amount of time for anything to go through their system even if it's shipped with priority or like super expensive shipping like it doesn't matter it's taking a long time that's the world we live in right now with covid and with the hockey card market being as hot as it is. Yeah, I, I feel somewhat differently about about the situation. So I think what the concern that a lot of people express, I believe, is so I'm this is what I wanted to pull up was my shipping options to just give an idea of what prices would be. Right. Keep in mind this is in Canadian dollars. So if I have and I have 50 cards in here because it, it just defaulted to that. That's what I happen to have in here. But it does matter because after so many cards, I don't know what the threshold is. It charges you 50 cents per card to ship. Oh, okay. I didn't so, know that. That's so, a good one. Yeah. So there is charges to the the volume of cards that you have. Um, so that shipment that I, I just got, I had 203 cards and it worked out to a dollar i have a spreadsheet here i believe it was a dollar 53 cents per card okay. to ship so it's not expensive but 
at the same time, it's not super cheap, right? Yeah, dollar fifty three is actually that's about exactly what I sell my cards on eBay for. I list my cards with a dollar fifty shipping to anywhere in Canada. That is, it's a bit more to the U.S. But yes, yeah, so you're right. you're not getting like a crazy deal on your shipping necessarily. No. But the more that you ship, the more you will save. Right. So if I would have, even if I'm paying 50 cents per card, if I would have shipped out 400 cards, yeah. you know, that cost might be cut by 33% per card. Right. Um, but I, uh, getting back to the, all the concerns I always hear are, are always with shipping times and, and they're founded, like I said, you know, so if I look right now, I have 50 cards in here. I can have at $20 and 24 cents, I can have a regular parcel delivered to me. And it will arrive by Monday, June the 21st. Okay. What's the date today? February 3rd? <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, you're, you're into the PSA type of maybe a little bit quicker than PSA type right. time. But if, if I take a look down, like this is the shipment that I used last time, which was with, it was priority rushed. So that is the second top service. This would cost for 50 cards it would cost me $57.49. Okay. Um, and and that will arrive by March the 4th. So it's one month. One month. That is exactly what this shipment took to the day. I ordered it on January the 2nd, and I got it on February the 2nd. So these times, these timelines are in line, not like PSA where it's a five-day right. and they have you know, some sort of expectation. No, that's good to know. So they've actually adjusted their time frames to what reality is, which is very nice of them. I don't know why PSA and Beckett don't like tell you some more realistic number. Um, so if you're willing to pay a few extra bucks, like you're going to get it within a month. I guess if you paid even more, you'd get it faster. But that seems reasonable. Yeah. So the fastest service would be $81.74, which is for those, again, 50 cards. And I would receive that by February the 20th. And I've had, two, I've had two orders and they've both arrived ex pretty much exactly as expected. But here, here's one more thing before I forget for Canadians. And I don't remember if I had this the last shipment and it's in my video and that I mention it because, you know, it counts. So the dollar and 53 cents that I said that it costs per card included provincial tax. Right. When you have these cards shipped up here from the States, people say, oh, I got dinged with duty and customs and aren't, aren't sports cards exempt from duty and customs? That's not what it is. It's sales tax. Yep. They valued the cards at just over $1,000. So I paid $138.76 or something. So I had to go to the post office and pay that to get these cards. So now I've factored that into the total shipping and that dollar fifty three per card. Yep. Um, but keep that in mind too. That's important. Have, it's very it's very important, especially if you're trying to do this a little bit more budget and trying to keep you know, if you're if you're selling relatively low end stuff, and I'm not selling high end stuff by no means, like it's cutting into my margins for sure. Because uh, the yeah. cards that I'm selling are typically between about, you know, I'd say nine to twenty three dollars is, is sort right. of where they are. Um, but some of the more uh, inexpensive cards, it, it eats that margin pretty quick. So you got to make that up somewhere else. But 
it, it's it, it can be a lot of money so yeah that's definitely worth considering and obviously varies depending on what province you're in i was actually looking at this on ebay recently trying to figure out how to calculate their uh fees which is very difficult but um yeah every province is different so you kind of have to figure out what your math is and believe it or not the same thing happens on ebay they charge you your fee based on the price plus whatever your tax is so i didn't actually know that but it's it's pretty interesting to know and something to plan for with comp c or ebay is that they're going to charge you based on what the price is plus tax yeah exactly just just something to consider if you're if you have some sort of strategy that's that's built around like like mine is using these cards to stock a shop of some sort then you got to factor that expense in um and you know it's not nice when when you get a parcel that comes and you're super excited to get this thing and then they ding you with you know 150 bucks like it's not fun paying that but you should know and plan for it and you know it's fine as long as you know people obviously don't like the surprise of owing the money but surprise you're gonna owe money yeah so it it has to be planned for right yeah no that's that's super important and it's the kind of thing that i think gets overlooked so it's great that you mentioned it on here okay let's get to your three com c tips to wrap us up so the first tip is the one cent rule the 0.01 cent rule so on com c when you go in there to make an offer to individuals you're gonna have three options with any card you can add that to your cart so if you're not a member and you just want to purchase it now you can throw that in the cart and buy it then you'll have the buy now which will bring you to the screen where you can make the purchase and then you choose to either put it in your inventory or just purchase outright and then it has make an offer below so i highly recommend making offers the majority of the time and what you want to do is when you when you click make an offer it'll add the card and it'll take you to a different screen and then in that box you just type in one cent okay so then what it's going to show you is the minimum offer that that seller is going to sell that card for so i'm on a alexi lafreniere uh ygc here young guns canvas and so the lowest listed card there he has it listed at $180.25, but the minimum offer he will take is $90.25. Interesting. So basically 50%. But that's that's important to see um, just sort of where the the individual's threshold is. I find that if they have a lower a lower minimum offer, they're usually more open to, to negotiation. And if if I have a guy who I'm making offers on, I, I make a note of it and I'm gonna go and browse that guy's cards more right. and see if I can't make more offers to him because I know, you know, this guy's fine with liquidating, like he just wants to move stuff. Right. So no, noting those buyers uh, is important, but always offer one cent and then you can see exactly what the minimum offer there is on, on ComC or That's... what there was. What the seller wants to accept. That's a super hot tip because if you're thinking about making offers on eBay to get the same information, you kind of have to just make like seven offers. Like if you offer five bucks on a hundred dollar card, it's going to be like, no, that's too low. But then you got to figure it out. You got to keep offering until you finally figure out what their minimum offer price is. They might not accept that anyway, but you can't get that information in that quick, quick way like you just explained on CompC. So that's that's pretty sweet. Exactly. And vice versa. 
you know, if if this exact same card, if it was one hundred eighty dollars and twenty five cents, and I put in the point zero one, a lot of times it will say the minimum for this is one hundred eighty dollars right. and twenty five cents. Well, it tells you right off. Okay, so so this guy is set in stone. So I know that that's the bottom. And now you can look at other people and make offers there. Right. It doesn't mean he's going to accept it at this ninety dollars, no. obviously. But it's good to know that this seller has room there. Me, I I have like none. I'm at like 90%. You know, I, I, I don't take much. I try and just list it fairly. Yep. And that's about it. So I don't want to be dealing with offers all day. Um, but this buyer seems to like offers. So he's somebody who maybe I could work with and get something done. That actually is one thing that I would critique ComC for is if the seller is not willing to take offers below their listing price, the buyer shouldn't be able to even submit that make an offer thing. Because like, eBay, you know, if they don't want to take offers, they just don't take offers. It's buy now or, right. or go away. So I think they could improve that. That's yeah. a small thing. All right, why don't you give us tip number two? All right. So the, the second tip is taking a look at sales. So one of the easiest ways to to find sales is first of all when you're looking at cards it'll show a tag it's hard to explain it's easier to show so i just searched adam fox and a whole bunch of adam fox cards come up yeah on the first card there is a 71 dollars and this is a it's gonna your order may be different it shows a little tag next to the price so so that individual has this card on at 60 percent off right one of the things that you can do now is i can click in on that user now that i've gone into the card and i can browse his store or his Mm. listings and i don't know how sales work i've never done one but people don't you can't just put a card on sale i don't even know how to put one on sale people have almost their whole store on sale Ah. now going in there and having a look there's there's certainly opportunity but at the same time we all know how it works right they have a card where the market value is 100 dollars, and so they put it up to 250 dollars, and then they have a 60 percent off sale right so now they're now we're back down to the, yeah. the market value right? yeah yeah it yeah. may save a few dollars but that's okay there's there's still some good stuff going on there so it's worth going in and, and checking out their sales so just click on the username if you see that they have a sale price listed. This guy has 60% off, so he's going to have a whole bunch more stuff in there that's 60% off. And what's in there? Well, I'm looking now. There's there's a lot of stuff, but there, there's certainly going to be some opportunity in there. And if nothing else, really fun to browse. It's always fun to browse sales, right? Yeah, that's a fun opportunity. It's kind of like the Walmart special, right? Like <laughs> this person's putting the sale price a little higher than anyone would ever buy it for then discounting it and their whole the whole store is on sale there's just rollbacks everywhere and you're like oh my god everything is so cheap here uh (laughs) but really really they just listed them high at the beginning but i see what you're saying some people are just trying to get rid of inventory so you might be able to find a good deal if you go look at people that have a bunch of sales on and it sounds like anyone that has one sale has more than one sale yeah and, and don't get me wrong because there's going to be cards in there where they're going to fall they're going to end up being well below market value so yeah. i'm sure in here i'd be able to if i really went through i'm sure i'd be able to find a card that is you know 
25% or 20% below market value. I, I don't know if I'd want the card, but there's opportunity when people do these things, like I'll randomly see a card I'm looking for and it'll just be severely marked down. And, right. you know, I haven't seen it that low. It's, it's let's take Adam Fox, for example. It's right around 12 bucks right now. I might hop on there and just see it at like 10 bucks randomly. And I'm like, I haven't seen an Adam Fox card for 10 bucks in, in some time. Yeah. And, and that could be an individual like this who puts the whole store up and Adam Fox is just one of the cards that happens to fall under that umbrella and, you know, the opportunities there for you. That's pretty sweet. Okay. What's your yeah. final Com C tip for all the people? So the, the final tip is using your watch list. Um, this is super important. So when you have an account created, if you go up into the top right corner and sort of click on your username, you scroll down, there's your watch list. There's a couple of other ways to get to it. This is the way I always get to it. Um, and the watch list, as I described earlier, is like really plain. It has a picture of the card. It has the item number. It has the asking price. But what it does have that is useful is underneath it has a note section. So on that note section, I will go in there and I will typically put, um, well, I'll put the price of the card, but if there is movement on that card, I will note it in there as well. So my first listing uh, for Elias Pedersen, this is his Young Gun Canvas, was at 176 and change. Uh, it's at 199 right now. And so I can click into that card right now and just make sure, yeah, that's the lowest one still. So I see that that card went from 176 to 199. And that can give you a good gauge of prices along with, you know, these are the cards that I'm watching and it's a great place to sort of store them. And you don't have to have a, a list next to you uh, if you're looking for 20, 30 different cards and sort right. of poking around each day. You can scroll through here and it's going to have a link which will take you into that specific card, show you all the listings and uh, makes it, uh, again, it's not super sexy, but it, it's pretty functional. Like it, it does the trick. It'll get you there. Right. So to me, like the huge benefit there is you can watch list Elias Pedersen Young Gun cards and you're going to be watching all the listings for Elias Pedersen Young Gun cards versus on eBay, you can watch one single listing of an Elias Pedersen Young Guns card, or you can have a safe search that you kind of like go check here and there. But on ComC, like you're, you're like lasered in on every single version of that card that gets listed. Yeah, that, that's a super good point. I, I actually never even thought of it that way, but that's you, you described it 100% accurately. Um, one other quickly, the way that I, that I use that is if, uh, again, if I find a buyer who's accepting my offers regularly, this is where I will note it. And right. after a card sells, like it'll say under the ask price, not for sale anymore, but I'll just leave it there because I want the note of the buyer's name. Uh, um, and then I can seek out that buyer so that, yeah, the buyer's name is saved there. And I don't have to worry about again, making a list around me or whatever. I just have a random card there that, you know, like Robert Thomas here, I have uh, 28 ice, 20 whatever 20 so a user so i can go into his account and have a look at what he has and i know that he's he's open to offers so i i use it to note that stuff as well 
That is really sweet. So I think like wrapping up, like ComC is a pretty cool tool. I think there's a lot of opportunity for learning, for strategizing. Obviously you can buy and sell on there. Definitely a good tool in the buying and selling hockey card toolbox. Maybe second to eBay. I don't know, that might be a controversial take, but I definitely think it's worth at least exploring. Yeah, for for hockey, I don't think that's really controversial. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot. I I think there's other stuff out there for the other sports, more so than hockey. Yeah, I'm not sure, but you know, it's it's a great platform. When I first started, I heard all the same stuff. You know, long ship times and and all these different negatives. Like, like just get in there and have a look for yourself, because I hated it too. And then once I got on it, I was like you if you're on ebay a bunch and you get on comc a bunch you'll see how they sort of work together and the opportunities if we're talking specifically like pricing i don't know what i'd do without it it's it's great i've bought a bunch there over the last couple of days that you know i wasn't getting any traction in those purchases on ebay i was making offers and they were ridiculous no, that's it. I was going to say definitely check out my cards. Definitely check out your cards. Check out, check out my cards, of which there are none for yeah. sale. Um, <laughs> but no, I think I think anytime there's a platform that people are negative about, so like, you know, people are saying, you know, it takes a lot of time to ship, you know, maybe there's not good deals, they can't find the cards they want. Like, that's an opportunity, right? Like, if other people aren't stoked about it, you be the guy that goes and takes that opportunity. Why not? Yeah, I'm, hey, you know, you're, you're preaching to the choir. Like, <laughs> I, I agree. Nothing's easy, man. Like, like you got to work for things. And sometimes there's, there's a couple hurdles you got to hop over. I mean, I, I don't feel like they're even hurdles. Like, I, I feel like the shipping times are pretty much moot. Like, I, okay, I paid an extra $130 in uh, taxes on my shipment. But at the end of the day, I still only paid $1.53 per card. Yep. If I told you, you could go on eBay for the rest of your life and pay $1.53, <laughs> there's not a person on earth who isn't taking that, you know, yeah, it's solid. That, that chance. Granted, you can put it together. Like, I, I understand the arguments, but you know get on there check for your check for yourself and maybe it's for you maybe it isn't but if nothing else it's a fun place to go and look at hockey cards or sports cards in general i guess yeah i'm with you like even as a learning opportunity it is 100 percent worth checking out but yeah i think that's pretty much all we have on comc so yeah thanks so much for coming on again aaron and i know we're gonna have you on again maybe for a market movers breakdown Oh, that'd be fun. I that's news to me, but I'm I'm always game. But yeah, check out check me out um, on YouTube. Lapper flips L A P P three R three zero underscore flips. That's same thing on Instagram. But you know, I'd also in here in the near mint leave some comments, and I'll I'll certainly be watching if anyone has any questions. You know, I want to hear from you too. Like, how how do other people use it, and what opportunities do they see? And yeah, hopefully you can take something away from this and I'd be happy to answer any questions if, if I'm able to, for sure. Yeah, uh, Aaron or otherwise known as Lapper has some really cool instructional videos on his YouTube, so definitely worth checking out. 
Um, on the Near Mint side, as I mentioned off the top, we have a, a wonderful new Discord coming together where you can talk with me, you can talk with Aaron, you can talk with Elon, and you can talk with everyone else that is sometimes far more knowledgeable than even us in this, uh, this wonderful market that is moving so quickly. So check out the link in the show notes for uh, all, the, all the wonderful links you need to Near Mint, to Lapper Flips. And uh, until next time, go get them young guns.